Today we are just talking about the duplication of energy and how we are in control of that and therefore become a magnet of energy. And we tend to spiral that energy, a topic that I loved writing about in my last book, Go Me, uh, <laughs> because the spiraling is something that I can easily channel. I can remember exactly how that feels. I can tell instantly when I'm about to go into a thought process like that. And now that that isn't my default, even though it used to be, um, I have to protect myself from instantly going to that and knowing the things that pull that out of me. And so it's all about understanding those tests, the things that are being put in front of you, and knowing that the world is acting in accordance with your most beautiful life. It sometimes is just a bumpy road to get there. Because it's got to get you out of your own way. Let's go. Welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast, where we do dreams. And finding that alignment in season four has been very important because this is the truth of all the work that the Death of a Dream becomes. And rolling out the first book this season related to that sort of creates this journey and this pathway for people to recover and go after the things that they want in this life. It's moving people through this transition of something doesn't feel quite right. How do I feel my way back there? And I'm excited to be expanding that work in season four and to even be still showing up for what will be the death of a dream and all the beautiful things that we do to change the world together. We've gone through some crazy seasons. We've gone through some more quiet and reserved seasons, seasons of attack, and we're finally experiencing the first season of alignment and building. We have found a foundation, and I am very excited to be building right along with all of you. Hey y'all, welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast where we do dreams. Today is a very exciting day. Yesterday, I had asked for this sign. I was like, you know what? At the beginning of the day, where do we go from here? What do we do next? And I've always had this sort of thought that I wanted to run entrepreneurs through what I would call do school because I went through about three years of training to become an entrepreneur and all the classes super helpful. I learned a ton and none of the things that I learned really mattered until I actually was doing a business. And so I went through three years of preparing for something that may have never happened. <laughs> right? And I'm so grateful that I know all the things that I know now. I'm so grateful for all of the programs that I went through. But as I would describe 
entrepreneurship and the programs that are out there, you're left on a ledge. Because you're still left with the reality that you have to go do this now. And even if you've prepared yourself for all of the what ifs or the maybes or you're ready, there's still a ledge. You still have to jump. And I encourage the jumping first. (laughs) And after listening to what may be one million entrepreneurs through podcasts, through classes, through everything, a majority of them who are successful go downstairs. Go downstairs. Emery's downstairs. Close the door. Good morning, Taylor. <laughs> it's been a little while since they've done that. That was fun. Remember when we used to do that a lot? Um, oh, lovely children. So, gosh, where were we at? Hello, child. Thank you for interrupting my train of thought. We'll get back on here. So I went through all those classes, I listened to all these people, and what I took from what everyone said, all the entrepreneurs, bottom line is, you're going to have to just jump. You're going to have to reach a point where you just go do it. And so my thought, after my experience, after realizing that you just, you're overthinking it, and a majority of the classes just yeah, backed me up and gave me knowledge, but like made me overthink something that was really simple. Do. Jump. Leap. Try. Learn as you go. The rapidness of the pace at which you learn and apply. And I'm very grateful for the school that I went through because of how much quicker... I can get through some of those things. But at the end of the day, it does not matter how smart or prepared of an entrepreneur you are if you never actually leap. If you never actually do the dang thing. So yesterday... We launched advertising for what will be our first do school. Yes, friends, do school. And this is do school youth edition because, quite frankly, they're just nicer. You know, if I'm going to test anything, I want to test it on some kids who will probably be grateful regardless. And I, I don't. I don't always have that opinion of regular grown humans, even though it should probably be the opposite. Either way, here we are. Um, we're we're going to test the concept first with some young adults who are maybe testing entrepreneurship, who want a real taste of what it feels like. This won't be sit and learn. This will be sit, learn, apply, do. Sit, learn apply, do, do, emphasis on the do, emphasis on the learn after what went right, what went wrong, and go. And I think a lot about 
what we can do with this, how much of an impact we can make. This is not like your common class core curriculum that's saying, here, learn all these things. Here's how you file and let's learn for the next 12 weeks on how to file things. Like y'all, guess what? I had the best business plans. I had the best financial accounting secure setup that you could ever have. I hired the best people and I never made a dollar. So guess how much it mattered that my books were in line? Zero percent. Right? <laughs> Hire those people when you need them. When you actually have money to hire them, not when you aren't making any money, right? When you have a need, we should educate, not educate and overwhelm prior to ever having that problem. And, you know, I'm excited for Do School. I'm excited for just the entire concept of Do School. And what we'll probably launch next, because I've had some requests for it, is Do School Podcast. <sighs> for those of you who want to start a podcast, but would spend forever trying to sift through the bullshit online, like, nope, just pay me this one flat fee, and I'm going to prompt you to figure it out in six weeks. If you have a podcast or you do not, we're going to start one. You're going to figure it out and you're going to do so at a very low risk investment so that you don't spend all your money on something you may not even like, right? We're going to teach you how to do a podcast for under $150 and total investment. If you buy a fancy microphone, $200. And you will have a podcast up and running for less than a $200 investment. And it's not about doing it as cheap as we possibly can. It's just literally like lower your risk. You may not like this. Period. And if you don't, at least you can say, well, I at least I only spent $200 because I was about to sign up for the $5,000 course on superstar podcasting that would lead to certain success. Like, I'm not going to promise you success, but I am going to promise you the most important metric, which is that you actually effing do it. Not that you skirt around, learn everything that you can for the biggest amount of money and become so intelligent on podcasts that you never actually start one. <laughs> Sorry, and you know where this comes from? This comes from my experience. Taking the dumb courses that was prior to me committing to not spending any money to learn about the things that I wanted to do, but taking the courses, convincing myself that if I became the expert of this, then I would certainly start and never actually starting. And then you know what we'll probably do next? Do school, write a book. Do school publishing. <laughs> do school writing. Gosh. And I don't know. Maybe it's crazy. 
But in my mind, the most important metric is actually doing it. Because from there, you can learn all sorts of things. You know what you can't learn from? Guessing and never doing. Learning and never doing. That's it. That's what do school is all about, friends. Local launches do school. And do school will always end in actually doing it. It is based off of a hypothesis method. I think that if I could do this, I would sell these things. This is my hypothesis. This is what's going to sell them. Boom, we're going to put you in a seller's market and see. And we're going to force you to reflect and have those conversations. And that's it. That's do school. And you're going to leave knowing whether or not you want to continue. Because guess what? The only thing that matters is consistency. Which means the only thing that matters is ever jumping. Ever doing. That's it. Love you too much to lie to you. You are what you consist do. And if you just keep learning and you never leap, that is where you will stay stuck. You could learn a million things that never apply to what you actually do. Like, I am still so grateful that I hired the best accountant ever because I was calling my shot because I was like, I'm going to do this, and if I do this, I'm going to need the most expert people backing me up. Not wrong. But the expert people backing you up isn't really all that important. If there's nothing to back up. (laughs) Let me... Go ahead and pay ridiculous amounts of money for them to file what would essentially be nothing for business filings. <laughs> Dumb. That's that stupid tax. You're the dumbest. You're not, right? You're just doing. And I was trying to make moves that made me feel more confident and sure, in quotations, of myself. And basically, putting up all of these things to say that I was this thing, this thing that I would never be, had I never jumped and done anything. And making those moves and hiring those people Gave me this false sense of security. (laughs) Like I was doing something, even though I really wasn't. And that's it. And I want to save people from that pain. I want to save people from that, like, trying to cover all these bases that really aren't all that necessary. That's all. So much movement unnecessary. 
for what you will inevitably do. But the movement feels better, right? Because we're checking boxes and we're putting stuff on a resume. <laughs> but it, it doesn't matter if you never actually go do the thing. Anyways, that's my great thing. We launched Do School. This is a very exciting moment in the history of what will be. And this is Do School Youth Edition. And we're very excited for that. And we're very excited for what that leads to and what doors it opens next. But I think, oh, friends, Do School is probably about to maybe wrinkle some feathers. I don't know. I actually doubt that it will because I think people are just like, all right, whatever you want to do. And if people react to that, then congrats. Okay. Thank you. That's where we're going to go. So today I just wanted to break down like, you won't break my soul. You won't break my soul. And I'm telling everybody, everybody. Sorry, guys, usually I'm spot on, but I can't, I can't hit that. I can't, mm -mm. it's not hitting right. It's not going well. Just in, I can't do it. Um, but that's a Beyonce song, just for those of you who couldn't recognize that through what I just tried to sing. And it certainly did not sound like actual song. Uh, but that is where I think we all have to get with the reality of chasing your dreams. You know, like you're going to be presented with the same things over and over and over again. And I find it really fun. It's so much fun. Gosh, you know what? Mm, this is great. And I've heard this told multiple ways and I can't decide exactly where I sit, but the thought is you aren't challenged with these things, that they're not putting challenges in front of you. And I don't know. I think that you keep being presented with the same scenarios until you escalate and move past them quicker. Like until you are applying what you learned from the last time and removing yourself, you're going to keep getting the same thing. And I think that it's all in what you're looking for as well. Like, oh, I don't know. I have this one friend and she's kind of always, always, looking for the same things that she was hurt by at her corporate office. And for whatever reason, those are the same things that she keeps being presented with. And I can't quite tell if that's like a ghost that stays around or if that's something that she's always questioning, therefore calling in. Hmm. And I think Honestly, we know. We know right from the beginning whether something is going to go good or bad, whether this is going to be a match or not. We know. 
And then we probably dance around our feelings like, okay, feelings go away. No, that couldn't be this. No, we couldn't <laughs> be, <sighs> we're going to just move past that feeling or that thought. Because it probably feels uncomfortable, certainly. But we also know that it's probably also awesome. And what we want is to not have any friction at all. But we know that that's not the reality, that this is life, that life is ebbs and flows. And even those sorts of things that come in that are like, man, why? Why me? Why is this happening? What the heck? We also know that there's something to be pulled from that. And so my biggest recommendation is to take a very long breath. And realize so often <laughs> these things aren't coming after you. They're coming after the old you. And trying to like revive and pull that person out. And you have a choice. And you have a reality staring at you. Saying, "What? who are you? Is this person your default or is that old person? And it reminds me of when I used to coach. That's what we would talk about. We would we would run the same exact things over and over and over and over and over again. The same exact warm-up. The same exact... Every single day, this is what you're going to experience. And if we pass all of these things, then we will do a, an assortment of things. But we got to pass that first. We have to have this muscle memory. When you are tested, when it is game five, when you are most exhausted, this needs to be who you are. And I won't know if it is if we haven't done it so often that it is just how you act when you're tired, when you're grumpy, when you're in week four of your cycle on that like two days before is about to come and the whole world is against you. What is your default? And I think that that's what these tests sort of take us down. This reminder or this reality that this is or isn't your default. You're still wavering. How do you look in this same situation? And the truth of it all is that you probably look amazing. And the truth of it is that you are overcoming things at a quicker pace than you were before. And pretty soon, 
you'll start to key in and learn what these same existences are. And eventually, they'll stop being called into existence because you'll stop focusing on them, (laughs) therefore creating more. But also, because where energy doesn't exist, it can't duplicate. And so if we cut off the source, if our default is this human we know to be, this higher vibe human, then it doesn't duplicate. It fizzles out. And so if we're comparing this to sports, because why wouldn't we? I mean, God. (laughs) This human... who is focused on how they're going to pass. And I actually had as a superstar libero who would go on to play division one volleyball. And she was having an off week passing. And she's like, Hey coach, I don't know what's going on. This just isn't going well. Should I just come in? What should I do? Should I make a change? And I'm like, dude, You're the top libero at our school, obviously. You're one of the best passers in the state. It's your senior year. You shouldn't make any changes. You should just stop focusing on the fact that you're having an off week and let it go. We all have off weeks. We all have off moments. We are human. And as soon as she just shifted and stopped saying like, man, I suck and stop focusing on the terrible ones. I'm like, just focus more on what's good and go there. Don't change anything. Quit focusing on the fact that you're having an off week. Off weeks happen. Let's keep going. You're a great passer. You've passed higher level than most since you were a freshman. You're good. And so that's really what we want to look at at this life experience, at going after our dreams, right? Same concept. When bad things happen, which we know that they're going to, it's a given. Do we stay focused on it, stay spinning there? Call every aunt, uncle, mom, dad, and speak to the injustice, speak to the negativity of the experience? Or do we just go, huh, that sucked. This is what I learned. Move on. And that's really where the universe wants to push you. Like, the whole experience isn't really meant to be that catastrophic. We're the ones who focus our intention and call in more madness. Right? Because what happens? That goes wrong. And then you call your sister. And then you call your friend. And then you call your mom. And then you call your brother. And then you have a conversation with your husband. And then you have a conversation with so-and-so. And then all of a sudden, like, you've created this web 
and life continues spiraling in that direction for a while. And then eventually you catch your breath and all the madness stops and you start seeing good again and you're creating a web of goodness and that starts spiraling and then everything's great for a while. And then one thing bad happens and then you go ahead and take yourself down that trail again and let it spiral and let the madness duplicate. And then the same cycle happens all over again. And there's a way to cut the madness off. And that's just to drain it of its energy source. You are the one creating the energy for the madness. And that either duplicates and multiplies or you drain it. And draining the drama becomes your default. And we cut it off right at the source. Hey, yeah, I hear what you're saying. I don't get down with that. It's pretty simple. This is what we're going to do. And, you know, this is a lesson that we learn over time. But the more that we can get in tune with those same lessons that are being presented. And I remember covering this in, uh, I think that it was, no, it wasn't, can't even, all of my books are at my office. Um, It had to have been Frequency or one of those books based on that. But that was kind of the core principle. Like, you're you're just an energy source. And so what you're creating around your existence, you become a magnet for whatever it is that you are. Right? And I know that that's scary, especially when you think about all the madness (laughs) that some of us magnetize to ourselves, like me included. And again... That's what we want to look at. What is our default magnetization? And what are we calling in in times of doubt and fear and scarcity? And look at what happens. Look at the result of that energy. It's generally not good. And, oh... I've learned so much over these last years. And the the base and core of what I have learned, like the when I'm tired, when it's the fifth game, is that everything will be just fine. And that is my default. There's not really a need to play it too high or too low. Everything is always working out for the good of me. Everything. And I don't have to be crazy in my gestures. Everything works out for me. The same as it does for you. Should that become your base? And so, I mean, the perfect example is I had this candle vendor. I was so excited. I wanted candles. 
I had reached out to this person. They said yes, which was something that I vowed I would never do to reach out. And so they said yes. I was super pumped. And then they said no. Out of nowhere. And we could have continued to investigate that, but I was just like, nope, it's all for the higher good. I know that I'm calling in the people who are supposed to be here. And if they said no, they aren't meant to be here and let's move on. And then the very next day I got a candle vendor from the town that local is in. And I was so very happy that I didn't waste energy, waste and duplicate the negative energy around that interaction because there was so much better available for me. And that's all of this. And you're in control of what you feed your energy into. Duplicate what you want to see happen. As always, you're smart, you're strong. <laughs> Dang it, I hate when I forget the sign off. I was kind of questioning like how I close. Like, what? Did that make sense? And then two, 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 two seconds just ticked away. Anyways... <laughs> You're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you support any creative that is doing work. And that's simple. Just comment, like, share, review things for them so they keep bringing their art into this world changing it and making it a more beautiful place. You can do that with all of this work here. Feel free, share, review. I write and post every weekday just to help expand my own light in hopes that it helps expand others. And you can find me at hannahness.channel on all socials. Help follow and share and expand this work. And you can find all of my offerings and products at hannahness.channel as well. Change the world.